Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 82, casual chat about uncasual things. Merry Christmas. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. I'm Luke. Le days. That's, that's, I think that's what it was. <laughs> Welcome to the ho, 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 le days. And I'm Tony. Um, uh, in oh, season's greetings, Tony. What do you mean? You said Christmas, Luke. Did I? No, I think he said Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, this is our Christmas episode. It's very well uh, very well off to a great start. Yeah, this yeah. is um, the final episode of the year and we want to thank you for another year of dedication. If you haven't been listening the whole year, um, go back and listen to the whole year and then let me know um, that you've listened and then I'll congratulate you for your whole year's dedication. Aww. <laughs> that's beautiful yeah jump through them hoops um in this episode we're going to um we've got a little bit of admin at the top as we always do this time around it's gonna get personal are we a little bit early for the christmas episode what 14th of december uh no we're even earlier than that weren't we the 7th of december we don't have to be <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is as christmas as it gets for us okay that's good okay this is the 7th of december Merry what do you want to stop no no i'm just saying that uh, I'm, I'm still you know i'm just recovering from my birthday and we're already into christmas <laughs> i have a break it's not always about you um so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna have <laughs> wow wow <laughs> we're going to i mean i'm glad to be put on my place finally though well hey we can stop took some we can take this right it. down right now or do you think we hold on to it let's hang on to it let's keep going <laughs> I mean, do you mean we hold back the release? Mm. That's usually a good idea. All right. In this episode, we're going to talk Christmas, regardless of when you're listening. Yeah, so if this is the 7th of December, happy 7th of December. It's the 14th of December. And my work Christmas day is the 14th. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) So that's not too early. But stuff happens on the 7th. I'm, yeah. one of the, I'm one of those people that has their tree up really early. I know you. You were, like I, I often thought first December. That's the the date. But I, you know, that didn't happen to me this year. No, but it was kind of out of your control this year. I just, well, I probably could have protested, but it's just like pick your battles, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'm one of the people that um, annoys most of the world by enjoying Christmas. Uh, and I like Christmas. Uh, I just like Christmas in December. Okay. Christmas in July? What's that about? Midwinter, mother. It's midwinter. Midwinter. So do they not have? So when in America, when they say midwinter Christmas, they mean Christmas. When we say midwinter Christmas, we mean six months through the year when it's winter. My theory is midwinter Christmas is a southern hemisphere thing because it's got to be because all this Christmas stuff is like you know in the northern hemisphere why would they celebrate Christmas in summer? They like Christmas during the winter. There is no mid-year Christmas. So this whole mid-year Christmas thing is a Southern Hemisphere thing because we like to celebrate Christmas in winter. Yeah, because when it's, it's wintry. Yeah, because all the Christmas, like, imagine like living in the opposite. Imagine it being winter and being normal for Christmas and coming down here and it's like summer and warm, mm. even though it's not. I will this, say this, this hasn't. This is like a really shit start to summer. <laughs> but um, it's a like mm, defeats the purpose of all these wintry songs. All these carols are about snowflakes and yeah. That's probably quite a big thing to um, to get over for people is, you know, we think of Christmas as like barbecues outside, uh, water fights, sunshine, sunburn, playing yeah. cricket. Do you have a non-sexual fantasy of a, uh, of like a white Christmas? Whoa, non-sexual? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Fully charged sexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I w- I, that's what I was just going to say. You know how people, a lot of people dislike Christmas. It's potentially because for them, Christmas is Winter. freezing cold, cold outside, and you're locked inside with family. Yeah, with your 
dickhead relatives. Yeah, although for me, I enjoy the company of my family, so it's not so bad. But I can imagine there's a bit of that cabin fever that goes on, which you don't get here because everyone just runs around outside or whatever. Not adults, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, nieces, nephews, kids, they run around outside and leave adults to it, to drinking and loud shirts and food. Yeah. Constant food. And potentially reading Secret Machines book too. Yes, that's all right. <laughs> um, are you taking you taking a summer break? You're going are you going somewhere or just chilling around the household? Or we're not going somewhere. I've got time off work though. Um, haven't done a, an overseas holiday for a year or two, so have lots of leave saved up. Um, that's so a, that's a big thing in this part of the world as well. That um, between Christmas and New Year, everyone just goes on leave. Yeah, like you you, you will go away. The whole country shuts, shuts down for. Some, some like three, four weeks. Some Pretty much, right? Yeah. Like some people will take their four weeks of annual leave. You have to take it compulsory between Christmas. Yeah, my wife does. Yeah. Her, her shutdown is from the 21st until something like the 14th. Wow. And you just have to be on leave. Yeah. And if you run out of leave, then you just don't get paid. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So like the basic annual leave in New Zealand is four weeks. You get government guaranteed four weeks. Some people get more, but the minimum is four weeks. So... Hmm. Yeah, if you have to take all your four weeks during that period, you can't really go yeah. anywhere during the whole year. Like, that would suck. Yeah, because then you have to do it while everyone's on holiday. Yeah. And then it's every, every camping ground's clogged and all yeah. the traffic's really bad. Yeah. But um, do you have anything like uh, any horrific Christmas memories or any fond memories? I'd say like um, for a number of years between the mid to late 2000s, I was a shift worker. A shit worker. I'm a shit worker now. <laughs> I was I was a good shift worker, so that meant that I I think every Christmas I worked between like 2004 and oh maybe worked on Christmas Day on Christmas Day and maybe 2009. So for a good five years, you're working yeah, Christmas every Day. Single Christmas Day. What's that like? Like, was it busy? Not busy? So it wasn't busy. Um, everyone's so, generally in a good mood and, um, someone's got like one of those, um, Mrs. Santa apron, aprons with the tits, with the tits that you, yeah, you can play with. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it's, it was kind of like, you know, going to work was almost a little bit special because like, you know, it made it a little bit exciting to go to work because you were like, Oh, everyone's, it's a special day where you're with your, your family and, mm. I'm going off to work and people are traveling and going around the, the country and the world because of, um, you're working at an airport. Yeah. Uh, because of, you know, get, getting, getting different places around the, uh, the, the country and the world and you're helping kind of connect those families. And was yeah. there ever, uh, w- would you say there were more or less, um, angry flyers? Oh, there was no, everyone was happy. Everyone was really happy. It was but, a good day. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Have you ever flown on Christmas day? No, I haven't. Have you flown Boxing Day? Yes. Hmm. Flown Boxing Day. But Boxing Day is like just a normal day. Yeah. I've flown Boxing Day. Yeah. I Christ- think. Christmas- Maybe it was the day after. I mean, Christmas Day is good. And um, yeah, they, you'd, you'd get a little wee special Christmas meal provided by work. And, oh, yeah. And there were some years, I think the first year I did it, I started at like 4am and was done by... Oh, like 7 a.m. in the morning. It was like a three-hour really? shift. So I could just have a regular Christmas day. Um, so. Hang on. just I'll stop you there. Um, you just did one of my pet peeves. What's that? 7 a.m. in the morning. There is no other 7 a.m. No. It's always in the morning. Okay. You don't need to say both. Okay. Get out of my sight. I'm walking out the door. Get out of my sight. <laughs> Podcast over. Okay. I was 0400 to 0700. Hmm. What is that? <laughs> 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> From 4 a.m. in the morning yeah. through to 7 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, pet peeve of mine. That really cuts to the core of me. So that would not be too bad because then you'd get home just as everyone's starting, right? Yeah, I like fell asleep on the couch at like 1 o'clock. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's every- what? You've only been up since like 3. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember falling asleep and yeah. That's all right. Because like, you had some food and a couple of drinks and by that point... Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty tight. <laughs> um, so what's the plan this year? I think it's going to be, uh, 
my sister's place. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, because you've got lots of nieces and nephews now. Well, three? Three, yeah. Three nieces so, and or nephews. M- mother was... Mother was... I was talking to her this week and um, trying to work out what my contribution is going to be to the Christmas Oh, lunch. yes. Yeah, we yet to have that conversation too. So... Um, Previously, previous years, I have contributed money. Hang on, hang on. I was going to say, yours, yours is going to be, you're going to be the guy who you're in charge of bringing, like, make sure there's enough gravy or uh, something lame brand- like that. Well, it was, was brandy butter. What the heck is brandy butter? I recommend I have it. never heard of it. It so, sounds like something out of Harry Potter. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> my, my friend and brother-in-law uh, and I used to make brandy butter. It was a joke. It was a complete piss take. We'd just drink lots of alcohol and make terrible brandy <laughs> butter. No, we'd make so much of it. You mean you just mix brandy into butter? Yeah, brandy butter. No, you're saying that like it's a thing. It is a thing. Look it up. Brandy butter. I'm not so, looking it up. Well, you should. Anyway, no. we'd make brandy butter and we'd make so much of it and no one would ever touch it. <laughs> um, but it, It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of wore a bit thin, I think, with the rest of it. <laughs> So um, it then transitioned to making butter and brandy. Then, then transitioned to um, I remember like my cousin's like dropkick boyfriend would come. Mm-hmm. It came came one year and we made him we paid him money to eat spoonfuls of brandy butter. Oh god! Yeah, it's he even punishing. took he even took home his mum had made like a wee like a name card and he took it home because he'd never had something so special oh my god that's so, so sad it's so sad yeah, yeah. and, and it was spoon fit him did he have like a broken foot and he was on crutches and no he ate a lot of brandy butter though <laughs> i think it was the only one he did that's kind of mean now i think about it um the thing with that is those are those ones where you know he was just trying to impress you <laughs> you just really take the piss out of yeah. it yeah like i get to do stuff like that with any brother-in-law yeah so <laughs> because get, a, get this in there get, the, get another spoonful in there you're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to eat it by the spoonful brandy butter mm-hmm. anyway we heard a brandy butter episode episode recipe <laughs> up on our instagram <laughs> okay yeah. you're in charge of providing that i'm not i will doing i will so i'll do that for christmas <laughs> okay um yeah so then did it transition to just giving money i just pay a donation uh, okay a fee just so be just this, time so poor or just didn't know what to buy or uh, it just was easier it was easier <laughs> yeah and for you but not for the person receiving no money. no mother thought it, no mother was she said like you give a financial contribution she'll go buy some stuff and it'll go towards the overall pool of stuff okay you so got a was, pool oh that was a pop. Oh, pop you got a pool full pop so um this year <laughs> i'm gonna make something well, I'm not going to. You're something. gonna make something. So oh, you're you're going to provide something. So, so my partner had said I want to make a dessert. I was oh, like, yes. oh, cool. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, so I, he told me he was going to make trifle. Oh yeah. So I told mum that he's making a tiramisu. Brilliant. And that's she's like, gold. Mm, can you make a pavlova? And a pavlova is this horrible dessert that everyone apparently in New Zealand likes. And I hate, I hate it. It's really good, Ugh. apart from the kiwi fruit. Oh, the whole thing's horrible. It's like meringue with cream on. Basically, and I was like, no, I don't think he knows how to make that. He's making a tiramisu, <laughs> so then I got back. So you knew you did that by accident or on purpose? Oh, complete accident. Then I got back from Queenstown where I was the previous week, yeah, and um, and said to him, right, I've told Mum you're making a tiramisu, and he's like, what's a tiramisu? <laughs> I was like, how do you not know the dessert you're making? He's like, I said trifle. I was like, ugh. <laughs> How did you get that confused? I don't know. I should really, I really feel like a tiramisu now. <laughs> yeah. I think we might make a tiramisu. So I had to go back to mum and say, okay, this is not a tiramisu. It's a trifle. Is that okay? She's like, it's probably better. Probably more Christmassy. <laughs> I would have liked that. Yeah. <laughs> I should have got trifle because there's that famous Friends episode where Rachel makes the trifle and puts beef in it. Puts mints in it. Yeah. yeah. Ground Any, beef. Yeah. Anyway, so doing that. Then mum said to me on, on the call and she said, well... There's a lot of meat, so we're probably going to make a trifle. We're probably going to need. <laughs> there's a bit, you know. There's a few people here who can't. There's a few family members that maybe on, you know, that poverty line, maybe sitting sort of below that on that kind. She's like, well, you know, I'm going to have to buy a lot of stuff, so we're probably going to need to ask a pitch in for some of the meat. Ah. I said, eh, time out here. Time out here. Time out here. Time, time out. I said, hey, I'm a vegetarian. It's like, yeah, but it's the overall. Oh, you know, this because, is controversial. Because so normally I contribute financially. 
right? Yes, yes. And I've since learnt, after this, that my contribution was going towards funding the meat. Yeah. So now there's a dessert coming that um, my yeah. partner was making. The financial contribution for the meat, well, the financial contribution is gone. It's been withdrawn. Mm. The funding has been cut, <laughs> and the funding was for fucking meat, which I don't <laughs> eat. I'm outraged. You don't even agree with I'm it. I'm completely outraged. Just like, well, this ham is expensive. Like, I don't eat the ham. I haven't eaten ham in like 10 years. <laughs> So, but I suppose the argument back is that you do fill up. On vegetables? <laughs> I <laughs> don't the know. Ve- the vegetables are cheap. And like, uh, she's like, well, we're going to have to fund. The- As I said, okay, well, I'm not going to eat the ham. My and, and my partner doesn't eat ham either. Yeah. He's Jewish. He's not. He's not. He's not. But you he said that a- at a restaurant once and you ended up with something weird on your plate. Very weird. <laughs> so, um, but he does eat. She said there'll be chicken. I said, we'll just have chicken. And just we'll just have the one meat. Let's go with chicken. But and what? Wait, she was saying, okay, we will just get chicken. No, I was saying just have chicken. So there's oh. going to be chicken and ham. Yeah. And uh, my brother-in-law's mother makes a horrible salmon dish that no one eats. Oh yes. So I was like, well, just sounds tell, lovely. So just tell her to bring the chicken. So he did this horrible salmon dish. Hmm. But she's she'd a, be like, it's not Christmas without no one eating my salmon. <laughs> <laughs> but she's a pescatarian. Okay, so, a, pe- a pestitarian. Yeah, so she brings the salmon. She only eats pests. She eats, yeah, so she eats the salmon. Yeah, I'm like, well, let's a don't. Pest. Do, well, let's just I, let's not do the ham. But we've got to have you know, the answer. Is it's not Christmas without a ham. The rebuttal will no it's doubt like, well, come back. Well, I'm not paying for the ham. Um, like, I, I mean, and my partner will happily have some chicken. So I guess you know we're happy to put something towards a, a trifle and some chicken for him to yeah. eat, and I'll eat the vegetables. Yeah, but let's cull the ham, and it didn't go well. Yeah. So I'm in this awkward position where I'm being asked to fund a meat dish that I'm not going to eat because other relatives can't afford to necessarily pay for the meat dish. That's really strange. So you're telling me that those people aren't paying? No. No, that's not okay. That's not okay. But they're saying, but mother is saying it's beyond their means that they can, you know, that they can't afford to pay. And I guess looking through the looking through the guest list. There's sort of a group that are saying that she's saying. Does a guest list have their financial information on it? It should. <laughs> yeah, it should have their bank account balance at the side of it. <laughs> yeah. But um, there's like half of it are either children or relatives who are sitting on that line of struggling to pay for food. And I'm like, well, why are we having two meats? Yeah. Just saying. It's an odd one. It is an odd one. So um, there's like there's like 17 people coming, hmm. and half of those are either children or can't afford to buy meat. I don't understand that can't afford to buy meat. Like, are they contributing anything? I don't know whether mother is thinking that maybe she doesn't want to ask them because she is looking down her nose at them thinking they can't afford this, so I don't want to ask it. Or not nose, but potentially saying, oh, well, they they don't have the money for this. Unless there's been a conversation where she's asked and they've said, I don't know if we can. And there's no way she would have. She's just assuming this. Yeah. So So instead, I'm going to ask my vegetarian son and my son's boyfriend who doesn't eat ham to pay yeah. for the ham yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if i'm being an asshole here or whether i should just pay because it's the spirit of the season blah 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 blah. i don't agree with that but um again i used my uh, this now the funding has been cut because i'm not paying because it's going to cost like you know 50 bucks to do this dessert and all the stuff around it yeah and i still do the brandy butter <laughs> just take brandy and butter <laughs> yeah that's, that's the recipe essentially um, so when you say you've got to put a recipe up put the recipe it's up just literally we could do it in images yeah <laughs> um, you know, so the, yeah the, thing, the way christmas works in my family is what are you bringing well that's the thing is um everyone brings something and it is that kind of thing of uh there's a small conversation and a little bit of a hierarchy where you know parents you know pay for a lot of the stuff and then you know the next tier down the the people of my generation they can bring some you know a few side dishes between them and some condiments um (laughs) this is this is this is brandy butter steps to make it one gather the ingredients there's so few steps and so few ingredients (laughs) one of the ingredients is gather the ingredients (laughs) you're brilliant two place the butter in a large bowl three add the confectioner's sugar and beat again until it's all incorporated it's weird a way to say that four add the brandy (laughs) 
five, spoon serve. the butter into a serving dish. <laughs> six, serve and enjoy. Oh my god, six steps, and one of them is serve it. And the other one the, is put it in the, the serving bowl. And gather the ingredients is the other one. <laughs> anyway, there's your brandy butter. So, you were saying? So, I was saying, um, you know, the next tear down, you know, my parents will, will they'll probably um, buy a big chunks of ham or uh, beef or pork or probably all of the above chicken and mm-hmm. turkey there's enough of us that we get through a heck of a lot of animals um <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. And, and then the next ones down tend to do any side so there'll be like potatoes but they'll be done a certain way the carrots the peas the um you know the cranberry sauce oh the uh, brandy butter the gravy the what, mint sauce what, the what mint are you, jelly, what are you the well this is the thing um the one of the first years we did it we brought something i I didn't have the greatest job at the time so it was just a you know peas and carrots and something else um which the other thing is that everyone kilogram bag of frozen peas there you go merry christmas (laughs) but the other thing is that you cook your own thing so that there's not someone in the kitchen all day doing the whole lot so you bring it from home is that right uh not necessarily there's remember there's four ovens at at, at disposal out there yeah yeah um but the um, one of the first years we did it, um, <laughs> and this is this is uh, sort of just the difference between my family and my wife's family. Um, um, we had massive Christmas lunch. Like we need two tables. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need we then need further tables to put the food on. So it's like a big buffet. There's so many of us that we even have those like plug-in things like you'd have at an actual buffet restaurant, <laughs> yeah, so that right, it keeps keep the, the food, food warm. warm. Yeah, because I think there's 17 for this Christmas <clears> for me, which is massive. That that must be just a drop in the bucket for you. Yeah, yeah. we have like plus 30. Does your wife? Regularly. Does your wife's family come to this one? No, they never do. Um, which is another story I can get to. But um, the um, we had the big meal, and then uh, my wife was like, right let's do dessert and then dessert came out that one year and it was my nana made a christmas pudding and then there was just like a two liter tub of ice cream on the table <laughs> and she was absolutely gutted because the big thing in her family was dessert oh so every year from that year one of these tiramisu's that <laughs> every year from that year we've said right we'll look after dessert right. and so we go all out so like for example last year we had a trifle we had about we got an ice cream maker and made about 12 different flavors of Christmas themed ice cream. Holy shit. That's amazing. Uh, we made a gingerbread house. We, I don't think we had a pavlova cause my granddad tends to bring that. My Nana still does the Christmas pudding, uh, but we have custard ice cream, cream, uh, maybe an ambrosia or a fr- fruit salad as well. Um, and that's all us. And we bring the whole lot and fruit salad out of a tin or no, no fresh fruit. Cut oh. up. Get it from that, the grocer out in my single, satellite that town. single cherry sitting in there. <laughs> Everyone's fighting over. Yeah, so we go big with dessert. Um, and, yeah, it's really good. But um, that was more more down to the fact of, like, um, tomorrow was just gutted that we didn't have, <laughs> didn't have it that first year. Um, that was a tip here. The brandy butter can be made up to five days in advance and kept in the fridge. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's really good. Yeah, that is really anyway, so good. why don't why don't her, why doesn't her family come? Because this is this is where for like my brother in law, his family always comes to this thing and they all mm. share. Yeah, Whereas would... my partner, his family live elsewhere. So I think this year we're doing it here, but next year I will be away. It's the mm. first time oh, yeah. I mean I've been away for Christmases when I've worked. Yeah. But I don't I I've sort of told Martha this that probably next year. Yeah. Be sans Tony. Ooh. Yeah. That always causes issues. Yeah. Um no this uh, my wife's family doesn't usually come out but i it's not like they wouldn't be welcome i think they would just feel like they're overstepping or maybe they just don't know anyone and it's you know 40 odd people in a room <laughs> is a little bit um a little bit of a you know a leap a bit intimidating maybe or, yeah but intimidating yeah. that's the word i was looking for do you do then like like uh i remember as a kid there would be is this uh, still a podcaster or are we just christmas chat uh, christmas chat it's <laughs> <laughs> still count it is. This is the Ho Ho Homer episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, okay. 
um, go on <laughs> there would be like you'd go somewhere for breakfast dinner mm. lunch is do you do this or do you just have the one thing i think we have um we lo- we prefer to stay in darfield because that's where the majority of people are yeah. and there's something cooler about it when there's like i've got 11 maybe 12 nieces and nephews so many i can't even remember <laughs> maybe 11 maybe 12 yeah so many i can't even remember so it's quite cool because they've got all the excitement of christmas and things yeah whereas if we came into tamara's family it's a different vibe like it's not bad it's just different depressing and morbid i definitely didn't say that okay that's where you were going that's why i filled those words (laughs) in for you um no it's it's just different and uh, we kind of feel like we maybe are missing out on all that excitement that radiates off of um young kids so it'll be interesting uh once our bump gets here and then um there's a wee cousy on that side as well so um yeah we'll see what happens but um i think uh next year we're probably going to do the go-between uh, that's right and, and we have in the you, past you will be with child really yeah. well yeah this is our last chris uh, our last child free christmas yeah last mm. christmas there was no offspring <laughs> but the very next year we'd procreated and there was a child <laughs> not a great song um yeah so yeah that's pretty good it's always good actually yeah very good um often watching um a christmas movie in the afternoon after you've eaten so much food oh, that everyone sort of slinks off for a nap and then between the hours or if of you like, started work at four o'clock in the morning yeah between the hours of like one and you did, five you, you, yeah actually i said four o'clock in the morning four a.m in the morning so i was supposed <laughs> to say to wind you up yeah i missed it um yeah between like one and five everyone's just napping yeah. dad's got the big projector in the shed so we'll yeah. check on a christmas movie or something like so what's that what's the go-to is you normally a go-to christmas movie or um it's it's often one that my mum's picked up in some rubbish DVD thing. So like Christmas in the DVD dump in type thing, like a bargain <laughs> thing. Um, Christmas in the Cranks was one the other year, the, a year or two ago. Um, there's the Grinch. Uh, you know that the Jim Carrey Grinch, mm-hmm. not the new new one that's just hitting yeah, theaters. The one that came, yeah, the one that I was looking at the other night. That was a yeah, um, but probably the best one in my opinion national lampoon's christmas vacation it's good so we we were just facebook messaging the other night and we would you'd you'd, you'd mentioned that movie and i was like yep already watched it yeah for the season i've watched it twice watched it twice nice (laughs) um so you've been smashing the christmas movies no i mean my partner has so this is something weird about him that he told me he said that home alone he used to watch home alone like every saturday what during like was growing up like not just like christmas time (laughs) his thing is like every night during christmas he wants to watch a christmas movie during the season yeah so the season starting mid-november mid-november yeah good yeah well we're sort of a little bit late because of the hawaii holiday so in the last week or so there's been a christmas movie every night yeah um but even during childhood during june july august september home alone would play every saturday night with him and his sister like, yeah. what? really so he finally bought home alone on dvd not that he doesn't have a digital copy already mm. but just wants to have the dvd yeah yeah so he's got home alone and home alone too yeah which is where home alone stops for me <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely yeah Man, so the, it's funny you mention about home alone too because that's my wife's one that's her like it's not christmas till i've watched home, home alone, alone too. too yeah yeah so there's a good chance we'll be watching that in the coming days don't really like the pigeon lady yeah, the pigeon lady. Say, don't like that, but I think that goes back to when I first saw it, and yeah. she scared me. And she scared me too. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it. I was scared. Yeah, I was a scared I was wee boy. Scared. Whereas I like Home Alone, the original Home Alone. That's my fave. Yeah, I struggle to split the two. Home Alone Two's Lost in New York. New, new York. Yeah. Yeah. I think, which it, I think I'd like now, like more now that I've been to New York. Yeah, it's probably probably a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was watching. He was watching Home Alone on the plane back from Brilliant. Hawaii. Yeah, and they're sitting in their first class seats. Oh yeah, on their old DC ten American Airlines <laughs> DC ten, and um, when they forget, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin! and i'm like those seats there they're sitting there first class seats are now the same seats we're sitting in in premium economy flying back from Hawaii. It's mm-hmm. like man things yeah. have changed like first class seats now fully flat beds yeah. this is we're in our recliner seats here it's premium economy like, <laughs> how things have changed i used to like the uh yeah the plane things in those movies yeah yeah but yeah anyway no there's, there's that um there's actually there's quite a good drinking game you can play for home alone if you're interested so oh yes just switch that what you're not going to tell me no i don't I, there's, too, there's too many things i mean just imagine all those key points in there it's just varying drinks around um so yeah when kevin is wearing sunglasses 
Ray-Bans. When <laughs> Kevin says, you filthy animal. When Kevin says, uh, puts the aftershave on his face. When Kevin says, speaks to himself, Here's there's no one, one in the here. room. So uh, take a shot every time a Michael Jordan cardboard cutout appears on screen. Brilliant. Marv screams, someone says Merry Christmas. Kate yells at someone in an airport. Uncle Frank does something frugal. Buzz's tarantula <laughs> appears on screen. Someone's <laughs> It's like I haven't, I haven't heard a sibling with a flat top called Buzz since like Goosebumps books. <laughs> <laughs> you got someone hits the statue in front of the house uh, with the, their car. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. That was a running gag. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the three drinks? Uh, oh, no. So these would be more rare moments. Oh, this is where take two drink drinks. More. Yeah. Someone says the name of a US city. This is for two drinks. Someone, oh, yeah. pizza shown on screen. Someone speaks French. The furnace comes to life. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Old man Gamali is shown holding a shovel. That's very good. Uh, Harry's gold tooth sparkles. Great. Um, yeah. Oh, Marv yeah. and Harry cling crowbars together. Brilliant. Um, Marv says wet bandits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the wet bandits. That's good. But nothing beats Chevy Chase in his prime. And nothing beats christmas vacation so they haven't like when you look at chevy chase chevy chase chevy chevy chase chevy chevy chase in that movie which is like 1989 1989 yeah and then you see him now he's really different yeah yeah because i got right into community and it took me a second to link the two in my mind yeah and also johnny galecki yeah yeah it's big bang theory it's rusty which he's not in vacation i don't think there's one of them where the the son and daughter are played by different actors. Right. It's like National Lampoon's Vacation, which must be the first one, where they go to Wally World, and it's not Christmas. I don't know if that's Johnny Galecki or not, and Julie Andrews. Right. Um, but yeah, then they they were in the Christmas one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one. It's one of the best. I gotta say, it's, um, it's the best. It's not Christmas till I've watched it. Do you have a movie that is not Christmas till you've watched it? Um, it probably would be Home Alone. One? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, I'm not a big fan of two because of the bird lady. What city is he in when he's lost, not lost in New York? Uh, he's somewhere like Chicago. Detroit? Oh, yeah, Chicago. Um, apparently the uh, billboard for The Grinch, they've got like a um, marketing campaign for The New Grinch while it's in theatres, and they had a really good one in Chicago, which was just a picture of The Grinch um that said i've seen windier cities <laughs> um something i was looking at when i was looking at national lampoon's holiday vacation can we google on randy quaid randy quaid just, just in your own time and learn about <laughs> the craziness that is randy quaid and is that, uh, i feel like there's a composer or a musician so he's, or something. Co- he's cousin eddie in the movie oh yes 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 and he was an independence day yes he was yeah, yeah. Just learn about just what happens in his personal life and look, scroll down to the legal issues part of Wikipedia for Randy Oh Quaid. no, is this yeah, going to be bad? Yeah, it, um, there's lots of arrests and deportations and seeking asylum in Canada. And, deportations? Um, yeah, and his brother is Dennis Quaid. What does he mean to do? The shitter was full. <laughs> <laughs> just have we read in your own time. It's... it's uh, yeah, it's a fun wee Christmas miracle that legal issues section of Wikipedia. It is, it is, and also you think Randy Quaid looks like that, and Dennis Quaid, his successful brother, kind of looks like that, and you're like, I feel sorry for those two. Well, not really... well, not for those two. I feel sorry for Randy. He was in a lot of movies. Yeah, just he's he's still in movies. Just the, just yeah, we read. It's quite good. Okay, I was, I was a bit surprised. <laughs> um, okay. Um, one thing that annoys me about Christmas, and this happened to me just the other day, where something happens to people on mass where they become freaking idiots. I mean, mass on Christmas annoys me too, but mm-hmm, for different reasons. Different reasons. What's this? People become morons. Like people can't drive anymore. People can't park anymore. People can't shop anymore. Yeah. All of a sudden, no one can see anyone outside of their own circle. Right. Can't aim their urine in the toilets and all that <laughs> stuff. I know what you mean. We went to Kmart the other day, and I walked in. And just so um, you know, and Kmart in New Zealand and Australia is amazing. It's it's like really good, whereas Kmart in the states sucks. 
Oh right, it's is like it part case? of it's like so, part of the Sears group, which is like collapsing. Whereas, uh, okay, like uh, they're in Chapter Eleven bankruptcy protection. Really? Sears. Yeah. Sheesh. Whereas Kmart in New Zealand, Australia is amazing. You would not recognise it if you came from the US into a New Zealand or Australian Kmart. It okay. is a fantastic Kmart. They're like a Walmart. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> better have, than a Walmart. Well, um, it's fresher, not better more than vibrant. a Walmart. They just have better stuff. Like they've invested in better product lines. Mm. The interesting um, thing there is that um, their secret is that they have their own uh, in-house designers. They don't actually buy product. They design it and build mm. it themselves, so it's their own stuff. And weirdly, in New Zealand and Australia... So means you can't get there. Well, not so much in much. New Zealand, because there is no targets in New Zealand, but Target and Kmart are the same company in Australia. Boom. Mm. Dropped knowledge. How about that? Yeah. Anyway, what was I saying again? Uh, oh, so Kmart. was it Kmart. And in the space of about a minute... Three things happened to me where I wanted to throttle someone. <laughs> um, but it probably sounds bad because one of the people was in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds horrific, yeah. So it came up. It's like worse than bad. It's like the worst thing ever. It's like not Holocaust worse, but it's really bad. So it came out. They've got two lanes of, um, of uh, checkouts. These are self-scan ones. So there's it's one kind of aisle, and then on each side there are um, these checkouts. Right? So this is the one in Rickerton if you're trying sounds to think like of it said, in your mind's eye. Sounds like you said came out instead of came out. But you're focusing on that. I'm, I'm just trying like, to explain space. I'm just thinking Audially, like if, audio. You, if you were a, a young gay and you decided to you decided that you know you, that you came out at came out, it'd be quite good. Okay. Um it'd be a viral video, I can imagine that happening. <laughs> I'm gonna make that happen. Go on then. Um so came out at came out. We're in the line, there's Christmas stuff everywhere. People are crazy. There was those boxes of wrapping paper all around those lines. I saw yeah, exactly. I and, it, and it just funnels you through this little maze of, yeah. of people like mice or rats. Because back in like 1997, it came out at Rickard in the same store. Like no one was going there and it was shit. And there was like three checkouts and there was never any queues. Now there's just always like 7,000 people in the queue because it's just... And they're all self-checkouts and the line's massive. So along one side, um, there's a person with a trolley, a big giant trolley that they have um they have the trolley parked in such a way where it's right out in the middle so it goes check out then person then trolley yeah then uh space for me to stand and then my check out right but really there was no space for me to stand because their friend who was in a wheelchair that just looked lazy was parked next to that they did the parallel they didn't park. A, it was like they didn't need a wheelchair I could tell they didn't need it's a like wheelchair. It's like when a courier van parallel parks like on the road with exactly. the headlights on and you can't get double past. Parked. They're double parked. They're double yeah. parked. Double so then parked. everyone's That's looking right. at me because I was next in line on the checkout. I'm the last one to block that little blockade. Yeah. So I'm the one that's in the way. Not the wheelchair double parker. And so I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm infuriated by that. I'm ready to tell people they need to leave. <laughs> right? <laughs> leave. And then the next thing was... I'm um, oh, sorry. Just before that, there was a checkout that became available. And the self-scan checkouts, the way they work is you scan it, you put it onto a big tray which weighs it so it Correct. knows what you've no, scanned. You put it in the bag or on the thing. So I walk up to this checkout that I believe is available and it turns out it's not available because the person on the checkout next to that has used it to put all of their stuff on. So they're just so loaded, loaded up, up the, the way, way area of a free checkout <sighs> to then use uh, as almost like their trolley or their shopping basket. Uh, for fuck's sake, yeah. that would I'd be livid for. So that. there's two, and this happened at the same time, but in the same thirty seconds. So you can imagine I'm really loving Christmas shopping, and then the next thing happened, which was everyone funnels out that little gap at the end that you know you can fit two, maybe three people in mm-hmm. it. Um, and a large woman with a large bag oh. decides to check her receipt by standing <sighs> in that doorway with no looking around, yep. no nothing. There's just, just no standing there reading it for your fellow human being. Yeah, it's like there's this line backing up behind her, and we're like, "Excuse me," <laughs> and then eventually she sort of looks. And then she turns around and then she takes a step to the left. I had something similar like this. I was getting off a, a plane this week and this elderly couple were slowly getting off the plane and they got to the top of the air bridge and then they stopped standing side by side because they're trying to work out their bearings. But there's 170 other people behind them <laughs> trying to get off the plane. So we are now all clogged up because they're not moving and they were only walking really slowly anyway. And I'm like, that's fine. But... 
just i get that that's the case but just you, be aware but just be aware that if you stop in the middle of the walkway and don't move then no there's one an entire plane you. there's 170 <laughs> people and they'll run at the front of the plane because you know they're, they're because they're old early. yeah they can't they're old back. as heck so i'm like how do you like i, I can't do i deal with this like i don't want to be mean and be like tell them to you know please can you help out of the way but you've got 170 people behind you all stuck in this sweltering air bridge because mm. you've stopped to now look where you're going what you know i think they're trying to work out what their transport was or where to go next it's like please just stand aside be aware the answer not is not the only me. person there you can't use other places you can stand don't block 170 people <laughs> The answer is not in that air bridge, right? It's not in that air bridge. You look at it once you've got out of the air bridge. Just hop out and stand aside. (laughs) So, yeah, nothing infuriates me more than that lack of awareness. Because then the next thing happens that I'm terrified at this time of year to drive through a car park because, like a parking lot, because you see a reverse light come on, you know that car's going. Yep. They're not looking for it. It's coming out. They're going. It's coming back. Yeah. It's, it's coming like back, and that, I don't care who knows it's it. Like that, that line from that Seinfeld line that, that was that I'm, <laughs> I'm old and I'm, I'm coming back. back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, just to jump into before we go into our maybe uh, at, at, at the uh, the spine tingling, the swan tales. song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to talk to you about uh, maybe something that could be used to maybe educate these Christmas bastards to behave. Oh yeah, let's do so this. So this is a this is a Netherlands tradition, and it's called um. This, this is, I'm wondering how true this is. It's on some sort of clickbait website. So okay. that's always true. It's always true. Yeah. And the the racist undertones of this do Brilliant. strike me as um, oh you'd like a them. bit uncomfortable. But no, you'd um, like them. You're a racist. Go on. Talking of Zwart Pete. Zwart, Black Pete. Zwart Pete. Is this Black Pete? Black Peter. Yeah, I know Black. Have Pete. you heard of this? I have heard of this. Zwart Pete or Black Peter is Santa's helper in the Netherlands. Sinterklaas arrives on the eve of St. Nicholas Day in a steamship with his slave, Zwart Piet, <laughs> portrayed in public processions in several cities. Since about 1850, children who don't behave, and I guess it could be extended to the elderly and the obese. <laughs> yeah, and the people who block paths. <laughs> yeah. People in wheelchairs, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> you're so, not going with me on that one, are you? Well, uh, if you're in a wheelchair and you don't need to be and you're blocking someone's path, I think you're a I dick. guess if you don't need to be, I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming they don't need to be no, so that just, I can be angry with okay, them. Okay, I like that. I'll give you that. Like the ones at Disneyland who just yeah. want a line cut. Want to get to the front of the line. Yeah. Yep. So, um, since about 1850, children who don't behave in a game all extended to all these hanger-ongers <laughs> yeah. that we've complained and bitched about in the last half an hour. Yeah. Um during the year we're told that black peter might take them back to spain where sinterklaas lives people holiday in spain it sounds do. lovely yeah like this is the opposite of like our traditions where you you know santa north pole this is spain sunny yeah. name like the costa del sol yeah. beautiful <laughs> the racist aspects of the custom have been downplayed in recent years no doubt <laughs> and the tale of black peter now describes him as a chimney sweep Instead of a slave. Oh, sooty Pete. Which explains the blackface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we recently had issues in this country with a Lions Club uh, appearing in blackface during yes. a Christmas a parade. Christmas parade, yeah. But that was all accidental, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so charges of racism still follow Black Peter, as he is often portrayed with an afro and exaggerated figures. Oh, goodness. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what does he what does he do he kidnaps you yeah so yeah, if, right. if you're not good so if you're if you you know if you block traffic travel what if you really wanted to go to spain it sounds like a good option to me right that's free travel to spain it's on a steam steamship though yeah free passage on a steamship but yeah. if you could get to um i probably doesn't apply to you because you can get cheap flights um if you could get, so I don't need to be kidnapped by a racist slave. <laughs> if you oh. could uh, take a ship to uh, the states, and it would take two weeks, but you wouldn't have to pay a cent, would you? Steerage or better? Uh, I guess that's the next question. Uh, better than steerage. Some comfortable class. Yeah. You would, but you wouldn't in steerage. Non-steerage, no. <laughs> I don't like the idea of shared bathrooms. Okay, you've got your Fundamentally own... Fundamentally opposed to shared bathroom. You've got your own bathroom. And shower? Yeah. Uh, what's my view like? 
no view. Uh, what's the cuisine like? Anything you want. Yeah, bitter. Alcohol? Um, only, m- only brandy butter. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a pass. <laughs> right. Do you, um, I guess moving moving on to um, maybe the, the, the our, our final bit for the year. Yep. We've, um, we, we, I think the last time we did Seven Tales was the um, Hawaiian Ghost Stories, and that was a real success. No, like, it wasn't. I think people, Seven is disgraceful. I think Seven people, is a pitiful effort. I think people admire us for giving it a go. You know, we've done our <laughs> best and we got Seven. You know? No, Seven never looks good. Are they looking down on us? Are they looking down their noses? Yeah, I am. Well, we've got Seven again. Again, I'll say it's lucky we're not charging. <laughs> All right, we got seven. Uh, what are these? Seven spine-tingling tales of Christmas ghosts, and this is from the same clickbait website that uh, told me about Black Peter. So, <laughs> you know, give us, give us, you know, cut us some slack here. All please. right. So, you want to start, or shall I? Uh, you can start. All right. You've done that because it's an odd number, so it means I have to read more than you. Yeah. The right. haunted Christmas feast at Alcatraz. And we've been to Alcatraz, but we haven't had Christmas there. The Rock. The Rock. No one ever gets in. No one ever gets out. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) The island of Alcatraz off the coast of San Francisco. Or St. Francisco. Has a long and spooky history. In its earlier days, Native Americans allegedly used to banish miscreants to the island as punishment. That's where Black Peter comes in, unfortunately. Where they were reportedly plagued by the local spirits. Alcatraz, of course, became a notorious federal prison in 1934, housing criminals such as Al Capone before it was shut down in 1963. Today, visitors to the island report hearing screams, the clanging of metal doors, and the sound of voices within the walls. And I don't think that's from the audio tour. It's a good audio tour, though. It's just everyone on headphones, right? haven't really changed that audio tour in about 12 years, I think. (laughs) One of the more famous tales associated with the island supposedly occurred in the 1940s, when Warden James Johnston... JJ. ...held a christmas day party at his residence for the staff at the prison the good cheer is said to have been brought to a swift halt when an apparition sporting mutton chop whiskers (laughs) and a gray suit appeared the temperature in the room plummeted and the fire blew out before returning to normal when the spirit disappeared about a minute later the rattled guards were too scared to stay in the residence and the rest of christmas and the rest of the christmas celebration ended abruptly it's kind of like when you show up to a christmas stew with butter brandy brandy butter brandy butter, brandy butter you're like Ooh. it's just like oh everyone's off home so where did everyone go wore a bit thin i think was your words <laughs> <laughs> right, num- right right number two the, number two of seven the ghostly queen returning home to heaver or heaver what do you say where are you looking number two <laughs> You know, the second one. I haven't got my glasses on. The ghostly queen returning home to Heaver. 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 What's like, if you put an N, there'd be never. Heaver. Heaver Castle. Anne Boleyn is notorious, is she? As the second of King Henry VIII's ill-fated wives. To marry Anne, Henry spent years seeking a divorce from his first wife, Catherine of Aragon, which sounds very Lord of the Lord Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. yeah and went on to sever England's relationship with the Catholic Church in Rome, forever changing the course of British history. Despite the lengths he went to to ensnare her, Henry soon grew tired of Anne, and, choosing to believe the idle gossip surrounding her, had her beheaded in 1536. This is very Christmas. out of boredom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, very bloody Christmas. Like, he'd be flipping through the woman's day and be like, ooh, goss. (laughs) Down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, a number of reports exist of the ghost of Anne Boleyn, but perhaps the most affecting is the version said to haunt her childhood home, Heaver, Heaver, whatever, castle in Kent. Some say that every Christmas Eve, the spectral figure of Anne Boleyn can be seen slowly gliding across the bridge over the River Eden toward her family home, where she was at her happiest. There's a nice segue from headless queen to headless horseman yeah the headless horseman at ruse hall ruse hall in suffolk lays claim to being one of the most haunted houses in england the 16th century hall has a number of sinister connections including a gruesome hanging tree an oak tree planted at the side of an old gibbet gibbet (laughs) 
Gibbet? Let's go with Gibbet. Gibbet. Where numerous criminals were hung. To make things even spookier, inside one of the building's cupboards, the mark of a devil's cloven hoof is said to be imprinted. Yeah, we've talked about this cloven hoof devil thing before. We have. That was the one that was... Beast with a billion tracks, yes. Was walking right across whole suburbs overnight yeah. in dead straight lines up walls and down across uh, roofs and down the other side of houses. That's right. Um... But perhaps the most dramatic haunting is supposed to happen every Christmas Eve. Legend has it that a headless horseman clatters down the driveway with his four black horses pulling a phantom coach, terrifying anyone who witnesses him. I witnessed him once. Oh. At Disneyland. Oh. The um, Halloween parade, they have a headless horseman that comes along the street by himself first. It's very scary. It's quite charming so that's uh number three (laughs) and uh we're gonna launch into four the haunted dining room at the crescent hotel the crescent hotel in eureka springs arkansas was built in 1886 arkansas sorry i got that completely wrong and is rumored to harbor numerous ghosts who seem to be especially playful during the holidays one christmas the staff came down to set up the dining room only to find the Christmas tree had been moved from one side of the room to the other. What? That's tricky because the decorations would could tipple and topple off. It's, mm. yeah. yeah. Another year. That's the weird bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Another year, all the menus in the dining room had been scattered around the room. Other visitors have reported seeing ghosts. No, that's not no, quite they right. Other visitors have reported seeing groups of ghostly dancers clad in Victorian-era clothing whirling around the deserted dance floor. I also saw that. That's at Disneyland oh. inside the Haunted Mansion. There's these um, there's these uh, mannequins that spin around. I got this confused with this, some Disneyland highlights. <laughs> um, we have. And the way they do it is like the... Um, they've got like mirrors that project the dancers onto glass so they look like see-through. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. that's all that is. So it's really like a top six. Okay. <laughs> Cut that one off. The ghostly gathering of kings at Wawel Castle. Wawel. Poland's Wawel Royal Castle was bought on, built on <laughs> Wawel Hill in the bought, 1500s. I guess it was bought on Wawel Hill as well. It feels like it. it's got the worst, um, the hardest to pronounce words of any of these as well. So you've not only given me four, you've given me this one as one of them. <laughs> Poland's Wawel Royal Castle was built on Wawel Hill in the 1500s. Within the hill lies this a deep cave. cave going to be fun to, you to, to say. Known as Smoksajama. Eh, well done. Dragon's Den. I've seen that show. A legend. <laughs> Shark Tank, I think they call it in America. Shark Tank. Legend has it that a great dragon once lived there terrorizing the locals before prince crack (laughs) (laughs) prince crack (laughs) that's right crack crack prince Prince crack next time you bend over i'll say ah prince (laughs) prince crack (laughs) you're a polish prince yes curtsy Uh, bravely vanquished the dragon and brought peace to poland to memorialize this event a statue of the dead dragon now stands in the cave Go deeper into the cave and you come to yet another chamber, and it is here that on December 24th every year, all the long-gone kings of Poland are said to meet and hold a spectral special council. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you know what I'm up to on the 24th? What's that? I'm donating blood again. Really? Yep. It's been a while, and I wanted to donate plasma, because my plasma's universal, um, but that you have to do like four blood donations before you can. I'm very anti-donating blood. Why? Because I'm not allowed to. Oh, of course. Um, which is just the craziest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a gay, so we won't have your blood. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, that's really offensive. Yeah. Uh, number six, the mistletoe bride at Brams Hill House. Um, but congratulations to me for donating it. Yeah, still. I guess for you, but for well, someone... Way to just give me no credit. Oh, I guess like for someone like who has been in a committed relationship for a couple, nearly a couple of years, and doesn't me, 
well, no me, and doesn't stray outside years. that relationship, and they still won't let me donate blood. Ouch. Not slutting around. Not slutting around in this hoe bag. All right, let's bring it back up again. This the is Christmas. The mistletoe bride in Bramsill House. In the early 17th century, it's actually the 1600s when you say the early 17th century, in case you didn't know that. I don't get it. A young woman named Anne, oh, it's my second Anne tale, doing well here. Two out of Anne seven Anne's. Yeah. Wants to be married. Oh, Anne was also married, the other Anne, on Christmas Day at Bramsill House. Married on Christmas Day. That's interesting. Probably get cheap deals for that, I reckon. I reckon. Probably cheaper. Yep. Yeah. I remember my sister got married on a Sunday because it was cheaper. And on Christmas Day <laughs> would be cheaper. Um... Married, was uh, to be married on Christmas Day at Bramsall House in Hampshire, England. After the ceremony and feast, that's a good way of saying uh, you know you'll be having you know, the your ceremony, and then rather than saying you know there'll be food, mm-hmm. simply a feast. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. Christmas feast. Come for Christmas lunch? No, Christmas feast. Yeah, I like this. Well, feast I also good. I was just thinking that it's quite a cool wedding thing too. Yeah. Come for the ceremony and a feast. And a feast. Like, you don't see that on the invite. Yeah, well, the Christmas lunch this year will merely be a lunch. There'll be no there'll be enough food because no one's paying for it. So there won't be a feast this year at my Christmas. So maybe <laughs> next year. Maybe next year. Uh, as was tradition at the time, uh, the guests were all set to carry the bride to the bedchamber. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, lordy. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> Anne suggested a game be played and asked for a five-minute head start before the guests came to find her. Sounds suspicious. Yeah. Everyone searched long and hard. Oh, come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> long and hard for Anne. Uh, but no sign of her could be found. At first, they thought she had played a merry trick. That's nice. Uh, Christmas and festive. But soon, a sense of unease fell over the guests. The bridegroom, Lord Lovell, was distraught, and guests began to whisper that she must have fled. Oh, he's going to—he's about to do it, and she's gone. Mm. I'm not going to carry on. <laughs> Days, weeks, months, and years passed before Lord Lovell could get off, but he <laughs> never stopped looking for his bride. One day, some 50 years after her disappearance, Lord Lovell was up in the huge attic of the sprawling mansion where he began tapping on the oak panelling. As he knocked, a long, hidden secret door sprung open and inside he found an ornate wooden chest. He pried open the heavy wooden lid. This sounds like an episode we've done before. Heavy oak chest, that's right. Mm-hmm. And there, still in her wedding dress and clutching her mistletoe bouquet, were the skeletal remains of his beloved. The scratch marks on the inside of the lid of the chest attested to her desperate but futile effort to free herself from her hiding space. Oh my goodness. Jeez. That is heavy. That is really, that is really depressing. Man, that we were making That's light. The... We were making light of that before with some sort of you um, were. I wasn't sexual deviant jokes, and then no, all of a sudden that was a you thing. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything like that. <laughs> all right, and I wanna... definitely didn't want to punch that person in the wheelchair earlier. All <laughs> <laughs> right, should we round out this year with uh, tale number seven? Yeah, let's um, let's uh, bring the mood up with the apparition of a murdered Murder highwayman. <laughs> Like, what is going on oh, here? Man. This is a depressing Season's Christmas greetings. Thing. I do like Christmas. Yeah. The apparition of a murdered highwayman in Kent. One Christmas Eve near the close near the close of the eighteenth century. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long long year. Yeah, it's a long year. One Christmas Eve near the close of the eighteenth century, a notorious highwayman named Gilbert is set to have stopped a coach and horses on the Hawkehurst Road in Marden, Kent. The coach contained a young lady and her father, and Gilbert ordered them out onto the road. Just as the girl stepped out, the horses bolted, taking the coach and her father with them. The young lady was left alone on the dark road with the highwayman, and as she looked into his face, she recognised him as the very same highwayman who had murdered her brother some years earlier. Eek! Horrified, she drew a hidden knife from her bag and stabbed Gilbert in the side, fleeing into the bushes. Well done. When the horses were calmed and the coach returned a little while later, the men discovered the bloodied body of the highwayman and buried him at the side of the road. When villagers found the woman in the forest the next day, she had gone completely mad. (laughs) 
They avoided that spot on the road for many years, and it's said that every Christmas Eve the bloody scene is silently replayed to all that pass through. Dun, da, da, dun, dun, da, da, dun. That's <laughs> um, the end. It's the end. Well, what did you think of those spine tingling tales? They were tales? way too depressing for a Christmas episode. Yeah. Do you want to end this? How do we end this on a high note? Uh, strange each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want a strange each? I think so. I think it's a Christmas down there. strange. Yeah. Shall I look in the index and see if there's any Christmas well, I already, ones? I already did, and uh, there's not. And there's not? Okay, <laughs> we're just all the way down today. Uh, I'll flick and then you flick. Um, shall I intro it? How about we do. Um, no. How about you flick to the 25th page of that book for the 25th of December, mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll. Uh, work out another number that's yeah. Christmas related. All right, so open page 25 on that book, and we'll see what we've got. And hopefully it's not a, uh, yeah, int- like a introduction page. I was going to say title page. That reminded me of being at school. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first day back at school, you yeah. draw title pages for your book. What a weird way to spend time that was. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you playing at home, this is the final segment of the year for us. Um, <sighs> this is the this is where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I'll flick to a random page, then Tony will flick to a random page. We'll both read a story from the pages uh, we land on. But now that I've said that, it's just out of habit. Do We're not doing random page. pages. I'm going to turn to the 25th page. Tony will think up another. You're going to do 12 because like 12 days of Christmas. Okay, sounds good. Uh, and we'll find one of the random stories on the page we land on uh, and. And this is the segment we call get me some strange i forgot on the last episode of the year it's been a long year (laughs) this is um we this you know we've done we started in 2017 we've done 2018 so it's about to go into our third year of podcasters which is uh yeah not bad for us i got sour news for you oh no i can (laughs) see it from here it's a full page of like oh we can't we can't we can't do that um Boxing Day, twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. <laughs> Boxing Day sales. That's a. Uh, um, oh man, this is also long. So this section is beyond the walls of time. I don't think we've ever had this section before because we ne- we no one ever flicks to that page and says stop because this is like. That's like it's, I guess the stopping we always get is the same section we're always landing on. Yeah. In the middle of the book. It's so. only going to get worse as we add post-it notes too. They yeah. like bookmarks. Um, here's one. J.B. Priestley, the English novelist and playwright, was fascinated by the philosophical and psychological enigmas of time and collected many stories from his friends on the subject. One of these was relay- relayed to him by Sir Stephen King Hall, a fellow writer who had for many years been an officer in the Royal Navy. The events Sir Stephen remembered so vividly took place during the 1916 World War One. He was then... <laughs> I read that wrong, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna carry on. Go <laughs> you know what I mean? We could have, yeah, we could have just like you know just glazed over it, but no, no, stop it. We're still, we're still calling attention. We're still calling attention to it. <laughs> we haven't finished. Yet. Haven't finished. Yet. Keep going. He was then serving aboard the Southampton, and on the day in question was officer of the watch. As the Southampton and the convoy she was guarding approached a small island off the Scottish coast, Sir Stephen experienced a premonition that a man was about to fall overboard. Thus prompted he gave orders to prepare to rescue a man overboard but since there was as yet no such person his order was immediately challenged by the commodore who inquired what the hell do you think oh, you're doing my god a fearsome language for a christmas episode so stephen continues the story we were abreast the island ah stephen i had no answer we were steaming at 20 knots and we had passed the little island in a few seconds nothing happened as I was struggling to say something, the cry went up, Man overboard, from the Nottingham. Then level with the island, 30 seconds later, Man overboard, from the Birmingham. <gasps> we went full speed astern. Our sea boat was in the water almost at once, and we picked up both men. I was then able to explain to a startled bridge why I had behaved as I had done. Champion, says Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Find yourself the 12th page in there the 12th page of christmas and um we'll see i'm assuming it's the same section because they're not that many pages apart it's prophecies prophecies yes okay it's different 
Yeah, it is. It's page 12. Again, we've not had a lot. <laughs> is there nothing on there to read either? Um, this is actually quite interesting. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll start here. So, uh, biblical prophecies fulfilled. Numerous references in the Old Testament of the Bible were taken by Christians as prophetic of Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Among the more striking are these. But you, O Bethlehem, this is going really well, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel. This is not sounding like someone who grew up with church. Whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. And it goes on, but there's a Jesus Bethlehem. That's probably a Christmas <laughs> reference. It's the closest we're going to get. Let's leave Go it on that. that. Let's let's do that there. And on that note, nothing else to add? Nothing else to add for the year. No, on that note, we will call that another year of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next year. Have a merry Christmas and a happy ho, 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 holiday day. Dun, 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 dun. Play us out. <laughs> Did you say toodle-hoo? <laughs> toodle-hoo.